Eloise, please, stop. He's a good guy. Shut your yap and get outside. They killed some of them. Stupid idiots. He'll just incite them more. Willie, this guy does not act for us. His actions should in no way reflect on the town of Hayesville. You know that, right, Willie? Well, cuff him. For God's sakes, cuff him. No way, I'm not leaving him here. I'll give you two reasons why you are. Your wife and your kid. If we don't do what needs to be done, nobody in this county is safe. Why couldn't you just die? Where are the others? They're dead. Stupid kids. Okay, time to go. Go! No, uh-uh. I'm not leaving without him. I'm not giving you a choice. Go! I I'm not leaving without him! Get out of here! You don't understand. You locked the wrong guy up in here. He's not trapped in here with them. They're trapped in here with him. Not for much longer. You're listening to a podcast exploring faith and fear, what scares us and what saves us. This is The Fear of God. Hello and welcome back to the best podcast in the world at the intersection of faith and fear, where every week we discuss what scares us in order to find what saves us. This is the fear of God. Speaking to you right now is one of your hosts, Nathan Rouse, and typically with me is fellow co-host Reed Lackey, and he was here a minute ago, guys, but his watch beeped at him. And he left the frame without saying a word. You know something's up when Lackey leaves without saying a word. I'm sure he'll be back. But in the meantime, allow me to welcome you listeners into a whole fog and news series featuring the man, the myth, the tiny E, Nicolas Cage. That's right. Last week, the quarterly queens. What? offered less quiet and more place when they covered the is it or isn't it best picture foggy recipient a quiet place part two no we really don't know if it is or not and this week we will be getting our tokens and collecting our tickets when we head to willie's wonderland but before we get there let me remind you lest you've forgotten that here at the fear of god we explore we don't explain except for right now when I explain that you can find every fog and fear of God thing imaginable at the fear of God like essays, team bios, how to support us on Patreon. Come on out, guys. Episode archives, merchandise. <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey, man. Whoa. <laughs> uh -uh. I don't. I don't know what it. I don't know what it was. I don't know. I don't know. What I'm not sure. Me. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. You know what's funny though? Mm -hmm. As of this Tell broadcast, we don't know if a Quiet Place Two won Best Picture. But as I, of the listening to it, yes, go ahead. Our listeners know. do know. Yeah, they, they do. do. Know. That's kind of a. That's kind of amazing. It's kind it's of impressive. weird. It is strange. Yeah, time travel's time a weird stone. thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Time Turner. Mm -hmm. If you could go back in time, Reed. <laughs> no, we're, I, that, that one, my brain's going to seep out of my ear. Oh, God. <laughs> oh boy. Mm -mm. Um, um, too much water. Uh, Riri. Yeah. Nay, nay. Business time? Yeah. Um, I mean, the main, the main bit of business time is just really just check us out on Patreon. There's no, fo like, foggies are done. Fog, no, no, no. Like the, 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 the business time is join us on Patreon, Reed. Don't just check, check us out. Well, check, check. They're not mutually mm -hmm. exclusive terms. You can do whatever you want to. This is true. There, you know, this like, is true, but you got to ask. 
You do have to ask. Assume the clothes, Reed. Join us. Assume the clothes. Join us. Join us over on Patreon. It's a <laughs> and really, together really we fun can time. roll the galaxy. <laughs> it's a really it's a it's a fun well, time over there. Yes. Yeah, you yeah. can say it. What do people get when oh they join gosh. Patreon? Listen. What just happened that we don't really know the outcome of? But what happened? <laughs> okay, so <laughs> for here's one thing that we did. So we, this all happened very, very spontaneously. At least the the inception of the now annual Foggy Awards. Um, but yeah, uh, like for patrons who were at the ten dollar level and above, one of the perks of that is when we have fun online style events throughout the year which we will have you know three to four of well one of them was the foggy awards and so if you were a patron at the ten dollar level you got the opportunity to rsvp to come and uh and and join us for the foggy awards and we had a grand old time or at least i'm assuming we did because it was great yeah i can't believe that movie got robbed but it did i don't know know. which one could you believe it (laughs) i couldn't now we should (laughs) What we should do is just, I can't believe that got robbed. And you just layer in an audio edit. Yes. Uh, very, very lame. Too. <laughs> yes. I can't believe my luck got robbed. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just say it for every movie. We just, <laughs> just layer it in depending on the outcome. Take, take 12. Okay. <laughs> just, like, just wrap it back in. Oh, my gosh. But no, uh, so no, don't miss the plot. Like, uh, there's fun, exciting things. We're always looking for ways to show appreciation to our patrons like we just in not every you know we released a couple of episodes that didn't have any patron exclusive segments uh like the midnight mass clergy roundtable which was a fantastic conversation they should go check that out um and then also quarterly queens did not have a patron only segment so you know what we just decided to do we just decided to give it to the, the patrons quarterly early. queens covered quiet place that That's- was pretty good that was pretty good. So I'll repeat what I said. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I got the spirit you caught just, me, and I had to really, go. <laughs> it really did. Um, but no. So, uh, so, but so we since they didn't have patron only segments, patron exclusive segments, we decided to release it early to them. So they got it before everybody else got it. The there's patrons. all kinds of the patrons yes. did. Yeah. So yes. I mean, there's all kinds of fun perks. What are you waiting fun. for? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Slow it down. <laughs> a little too close. I'm gra- <laughs> oh, um, I, I really enjoyed the quarterly queens covering Quiet Place. Mm-hmm. It made me want to. I, I still haven't gone back to rewatch it, but it made me want to. And that matters mm-hmm. for something. <laughs> no, it did. It, it absolutely galvanized me. I have not re- rewatched it, um, but I did check it out from the library so that I could rewatch it. And I'm sure that that will happen. That's a good crew, those quarterly queens. <laughs> I love it. Keep working on the, that one quickly. <laughs> the the qu and k sounds that you're just mm-hmm. going to keep trying. All right. Hey, I like it. So that's quaint effort on your part. Yep. Wow. <laughs> but that's the only business I have is really just that. So, okay. um, so yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Re, re. Always got to, you know, every re. every lackey listicle huh. always has to have some controversy to it. Always has to have some like, oh, man. Boy, did that ever. People are going to argue. Won't those non-patrons wonder what they're missing out on? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of this movie, mm-hmm. Willie's Wonderland. All right. You'd never seen it before, right? Can you sing the song? Willie's Wonderland. No, I, I hadn't. Uh, you know, these days, and by these days, I mean the last five years, but more specifically like the last four, if a horror movie comes out, I'm like, we're going to cover that. So I'll just wait. <laughs> <laughs> like, just give it and time. And I figured, I, give it I didn't know. Yeah. Sure, yeah. I didn't sure. know when it would happen, but, but you know, so, figured it would happen. Before we get into your thoughts on it and everything, we're, we're, we're launching a new series today. Like, this is a what? whole bit. I mean, it, and it's a, it's a series that the patrons wanted. We gave them choices. Indeed. We gave them options for what they could do. They picked this one. They said, listen, it has been five and a half years. You, you guys have never covered a Nick Cage film, and it's time to rectify that. So, so they I kept petition for National Treasure. I was like, you know, listen. this is a horror movie if ever there was one. <laughs> Look, read the newspaper. Well, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that, that took a dark turn. <laughs> it really did. I'm just like, <laughs> Okay, <laughs> National Treasure is a wonderful movie. Um, so yeah, I mean, 
what's your what's your feelings about Nicolas Cage as like just his his films, his persona, his whatever? He's gone through some several. I was weird- pretty generous until next week. Huh? <laughs> um, <laughs> wow, ain't got no one but myself to blame. Um, <laughs> Actually, that's true. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, no, I, I, I like him. Um, I like him. Doggone, I can't remember. I can't remember. I mean, Face Off is pretty stupid. Um, <laughs> it's also pretty fun, you know, but it is Con Air's Con Air. What'd you say? I said it, it, it's also pretty fun, but it, but it's pretty dumb. Yeah, but then it just like that's dumb kind of way. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> what? name something else. Well, Con I mean, Air, Raising the Arizona, Rock. it's classic. Raising classic. Arizona is right. great. Yeah. yeah, The Rock. The Rock, yeah. the Rock is fun. Dang, you know this is how this is how of an era those are. When you said The Rock, I was like, "Yeah, we just said Con Air." <laughs> That's the same movie. <laughs> yes, they're basically the same movie. They're basically—I mean, he plays different personas, but I mean, Moonstruck. Sure, he's great in Moonstruck. Mm, um, yeah, you know, he's yeah. he's wonderful in that. Um, you know, he won. I like him. He's fine. He won what? a Best Actor Oscar for Leaving Las Vegas. He won a Best I haven't Actor in that one. Yeah, it's it's heavy. It's heavy. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's got such a varied career. He's been, and what's really weird is most actors have this thing where they either, you know, they have their peak and then they either go into self parody for like years, which are like your William Shatner's and, and even to a degree, your Arnold Schwarzenegger's or whatever. It's like, okay, well, now you're just going to go into, you know, just kind of, the the presentational version of yourself and that's really what you're going to mm-hmm. ride out Nicholson. through the, you know right. uh Nicholson to a degree although he won for as good as it gets i think pretty late in his career but so then you have others who um they kind of just fall off the radar like they just really okay they had their peak and now they just wallow in underseen or unseen films where they just never seem to get that same kind of traction, that same kind of attention. And it's just kind of the thing like, Oh, remember when they used to be great or whatever. And then there are others who kind of come into a bit of a resurgence towards the end, uh, where they begin to occasionally spark the cultural juices again, where it's like, Oh, this is, this is really exciting. And I feel like what's wild about Nick Cage's filmography is I feel like he manages to do all of those things simultaneously. Like his next film might be something that is just, you know, a complete critical darling and get awards buzz and everything. And then the film right after it could be this completely low-budget, independent schlock film that's just going to hover in, you know, uh, ad-based streaming services and bargain clearance racks for, like, forever. Um, And then there'll be a movie like... (laughs) Well, and then there'll be a movie right on the end uh, where it's like the unbearable weight of massive talent which (laughs) Nick Cage is literally playing Nick Cage. And that's all he's that's all he's really doing. So it's just I mean, yeah. is that self parody? I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? I'm not sure. What? Till I see We're the creating film. a whole new genre here. <laughs> um So yeah, I mean he's yeah, he's got a I mean, wild I, career. I like the guy. He he is he has he's always been a fascinating performer. He has not been a I'm gonna watch this exclusively because he's in it, mm-hmm. uh, but also never a deterrent either. And and you know, I, I like him. Um while I haven't seen all of those recent cuckoo ones he's been making a la Mandy, <laughs> uh, I find mm. I find that he's doing them intriguing and, and sure. they of course look fascinating and interesting and we'll be we'll be getting to one of those during this run, but but yeah, I, I, I like I like old Nick. I remember our uh, professor and now formal friend of the show, Keith Cassidy, had said and he was commenting about Nick Cage and the sort of wild spectrum of kinds of performances that you get from him. And I remember Mm -hmm. in our acting class, he had said, and he made this comment about Nick Cage. He said, if you're always good, then you never have the chance to be great. And so Nick Cage makes some wildly, you know, wrong choices, some misfire decisions, but he takes chances he he rolls the dice. Sometimes it feels like he just rolls the dice by saying, hum, for the next 10 years, I'll, take whatever is offered to me. <laughs> and so I'll just right. do that. Um, but it does feel like it's, it's just really strange to me how sometimes it feels like, yeah, he just, he has this wide assortment of different things that he, that he does and that he's interested in. Um, but I have to confess that my 
affection for him was late in the game. He was always somebody who I just kind of would view and say like, oh, he's just kind of there. But in the last maybe five, ten years, I've really, I've really come to enjoy him. I've re- to, to the degree that I would even be inclined to check out a movie that I knew was going to be terrible just to see how he did in it because I enjoy watching him. Um, whether that be his bananas, bonkers, sort of more outlandish performances or the more layered, nuanced, really gripping things that we know he's capable of. So, um, and I think to a degree, we're going to represent a lot of that in this, uh, in this series, which is, uh, which is also kind of fun. So, um, but starting here, I'm glancing. Yeah. I'm glancing at his, um, filmography and doggone it. I forgot he was in Spider-Verse. That could have been the one chance we took. Mm -hmm. Yep. He was, uh, uh, Spider-Man noir, but, um, that's right. You know what's interesting is so we let hmm. the we let the patrons vote not only on selecting the series but also to a degree on selecting what we were going to be covering this series. And what's funny is there were a couple of films that like pretty much everybody voted for. So we knew we were going to cover those. Willie's Wonderland is one of them. So you're welcome, everybody. Yes, everybody wanted to hear us talk about Willie's Wonderland. So here we are. But then also. Uh, there were a bunch that just so many people voted for all of the same ones that there was a big, massive tie. And from those ties, you and I got to kind of pick and choose like, oh, we'll do this, we'll do this, we'll do this. And um, so we're starting today with Willie's Wonderland, which came out just a couple of years ago. Um, and now we get to the fun part where I just like, so so general, what'd you think of this film? What'd you, how'd, you, how'd you like it? What are your thoughts on Willie's Wonderland? Well, before we get there, Reed, mm, mm-hmm. I'm just curious. Did you grow up going to any places like Old Willie's Wonderland? What, oh, what, man. What kind of experience? You, yeah. Oh, Chuck E. Cheese. Knowing mm-hmm. Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Now, Cheese. was your Chuck E. Cheese, my Chuck E. Cheese was originally called Showbiz. If it was, I don't remember was that. that. I have, mm. if I, if mine was, I don't remember it as such. I only remember it as Chuck E. Cheese. Um, yeah. At some point in my youth, our youth, uh, it did, I guess there was, maybe there's a buyout. I think I should have looked that up. Uh, why did showbiz become Chuck E. Cheese? But it sure. definitely happened. But yes, Chuck E. Cheese, yeah. this weird, now, <laughs> weird. Oh boy. My oldest kid is 13. My oldest kid is 13. I wasn't planning to tell this, but it just popped in my head. Uh, when she was about five? Okay. Ish, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. She got invited to a birthday party at the local Chuck E. Cheese. Okay. And there are a couple of pictures. I'm pretty sure it was the oldest one. But there are a couple of photos of her having a grand old time, but those were on the front half of the building where the rides and stuff were. Okay. Reed, you know, so, so I don't know how long it's been since you've been in one of these establishments. They are much like they're represented in this film, kind of just <laughs> a few years animatronics ago. are just going nuts. Um, and the way this particular one was structured is it's one big open room, right? Just, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. huge, big open room, but it's clearly partitioned off roughly in the middle between the dining area and the play area. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the, the dining area is where the, the Chuck E. Cheese and his consortium. Sure. Uh, um, hang out. In, in animatronic form up on the stage you couldn't cross the threshold from the play pl- play area to the dining area with okay. my kid okay. at that event because she would lose her mind <laughs> it was disconcerting but interesting a fascinating study in parenting that interesting uh, however so that's that experience i do remember this is not the animatronic version of chucky but um the he just keeps coming up old chucky yeah he does uh <laughs> i feel really bad asterisk chucky. check your patron segment for that <laughs> reference so i do remember being probably roughly a teenager at chucky e. cheese hanging out as cool teenagers do maybe it was actually like a youth event or something i don't know and playing air hockey and mm, the mm-hmm. suited chucky e. cheese came out and pulled my air hockey partner away from the table and me and chucky e. cheese started air hockey in each other oh I don't wow truthfully remember who won though wow but maybe in that scenario we all win that's okay maybe or do you all lose because i mean i don't know perhaps that as well <laughs> but i'm kind of a glass half full kind of guy sure 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 the um uh, the only fun story that i have that's of recent note is there is actually a Chuck E. cheese not 20 minutes away from where i live and at one point 
I don't remember what was going on, but at one point we were driving by and the C and the H in cheeses was out, like the light was out, but the Mm. rest of it was illuminated. And my family, my wife and son and I just had, it was one of those like delirium crack ups where you're just, you're finding anything at all funny, Mm -hmm. but we just had just an uproarious amount of laughter around like, hey, do you want to go to Chuck S's? You want to go to Chuck S's? And we just we had an up- uproarious time <laughs> laughing about like, and so to this to this day, because what was out the C and the H C-A-T. and cheese? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, so, oh, oh. Yeah, so so it was just like and say it again. Chuck, what would you say to Chuck each other? Chuck because there was like a Chucky <laughs> Chuck S's, <laughs> and and so like we would always just like, yeah, you want to go to Chuck S's? Mm. You know, like yeah, it was it was pretty fun. I love to this inside day. jokes yeah. that don't translate well outside of the inside. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> I, I, I love the way you put that. I love inside jokes that are just a waste of everybody else's time. <laughs> like, I didn't say that. It's like, hey, it's I'm going to share this fun story with you. Nobody else is going to find it fun. But it's sociological <laughs> nugget, you know? It's like watch someone try to try to explain an inside joke on a microphone. It's, it's so lovely. It doesn't, doesn't ever work. All right, you asked me about this movie. Yes, I did. Uh, okay. it's fun. I it mean, fun. you know, it is, fun. it is uh, absolutely everything you expect, mm-hmm. and a mm-hmm. sh- tiny shred of cheese more. Yeah. Um, of essay. Uh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Chuck, um, trying to say <laughs> no i liked it i liked it it was fun mm-hmm. um if i have any quibbles and it's it's not worth making a whole segment about so but you know we, we can have quibble a some bits if you want we we have we a whole know. segment we have a whole segment to i was not ready for the theme song but i'm glad it was there um so yeah because i mean look you can't you can't express a quibble now and not there was before quibbles i know but i accidentally walked into the segment (laughs) yeah that's true (laughs) true. um i think the only only real quibble the only real quibble i have is maybe two is once it becomes clear oh the character doesn't speak it's now to their credit they pull it off pretty well but Mm. You can just tell there are times when you're trying to you're the, the the proceedings are working to support an idea, not so much it yes. kind of naturally works. Right. If that makes sense. So I'm gonna I'm gonna interject right there because my only quibble yeah. I wrote down, what? I'm gonna read it exactly how I wrote it. Cage's no dialogue character is interesting at first, but then it just becomes a bit conspicuously silly. Is the way I wrote it down because I just feel like it just at a certain point just like okay yeah we get it he doesn't talk but now at this point it's just like now it's just ridiculous that he wouldn't be saying something. Yeah, and again, I I don't know that I even need it. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just it would take a much more capable production to (laughs) sell me that it all is going to work the whole time. You Mm -hmm. know, like and Mm -hmm. and that's that sounds overly harsh. I don't mean it to because I actually enjoyed the movie. but yeah, there are just moments where you're like, okay, you guys are trying real hard on this, and I'm okay <laughs> with it. But you know, um, it's so my only quibble. One, okay. Um, my only other quibble was how obvious when the teens show up, mm-hmm. why they're there. I was like, because because even in the moment, I was like, well, it's much more interesting. I didn't know we were going to spend so much time outside of the location. Got you know, it. don't ask me how I thought the film was going to justify him being there the whole time, but it it wants to. So when the the gaggle of teens show up, it was it was almost like this one second, two second thing. I was like, "Why are they here?" Oh yeah, fodder. That's right. You know, that's like right. like that's that's literally all they are. Yep. They <laughs> are okay. they yeah, are kindling. Whatever. Yes, that's all we really need is just we just need something to throw into the fire so that uh-huh. so it just gets yep. burned up. So that's all I got. Yeah. Any others for you? No, honestly, like I, I adored this film. I remember seeing the trailer for it and thinking this looks fun. But do you have uh, any other quibbles? No, I don't. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like I enjoy this film. I don't have any other quibbles other than Cage, no dialogue thing, getting stretching a bit too far. Uh, no, I, I have no, I have no quibbles. I do have a couple of bits. Like I have a couple, just a, just well little, then 
it's look, it's quibbles well, and then, bits. It's not quibbles or bits. It's, it is. So, <laughs> so, so um, please, better, better way. So, um, do you, I, I'm going to assume no, but maybe that's presumptuous of me. So, I know you are aware of Five Nights at Freddy's, but like, have you ever played it? Do you or any of your kids like? Did y'all get into it at all? Like, my son no. loves it. Okay, I know what loves it is, it. but no, I'm not going to let them play that demonic. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> we actually even have it. There's a really fun, like, just card-based board game that they have called Survive the Night or Survive Till Six A.M. I think, and uh, and and my son and I play that, and and he's got all of the. Now, what's funny is he's got the games, but he's too, he he's too nervous to play them <laughs> because they're they're very nerve-wracking just in general. But um, so no, I, I'm aware of it because it's everywhere. But I, I don't sure. I don't know sure. much about it beyond that it exists. It's funny because like. The similarity between the concept of that game and the concept of this film are so close. It really did make me wonder, but I couldn't find anywhere that referenced any version of like intellectual property dispute or anything like that. Like there's, I mean, it really is like just like survive the night, killer animatronics, but like I just, I couldn't find anywhere. What? Satanimatronics. But I couldn't find no, any. <laughs> but I couldn't find anywhere where like the makers of Five Nights at Freddy's got mad, and I didn't find anywhere where the con- the conceivers of this film like called out or referenced that they were inspired by Five Nights at Freddy's or anything. It's almost like the thing that nobody talks about. It's so similar, but nobody. The, I I couldn't find anything that specifically addressed that piece of it the only other bit that i had was uh that of course nick cage improvised his little pinball dance like his little that's one of my favorite parts i love that scene that scene is so great i would that's that's kind of thing i would do i believe it i believe it i believe it so yeah that's all my quibbles and bits that's that's all of it because that's been the first formula installment of quibbles and bits and bits and bits and quibbles and bits and bits quibbles and bits and bits and bits quibbles and bits quibbles and bits quibbles and bits and bits you're like a rabid turkey you just won't stop I am become satanimatronic quibbles and bits Man, wow. that's funny. Okay. Yep. Yes. So that's that is that. funny. Um, I so won't yeah. be able to pull that off every week. For people who <laughs> have no idea anything about this film, very simply, Nick Cage is a silent character, dreadfully silent character, like never says a word. Um, a completely silent character is driving through this remote location, tires blow out, and he can't, he doesn't have enough cash immediately to pay for the car repairs and their ATM is like not working conveniently. And, and there's a reason for that. Our credit card machine is broken. (laughs) Make you wait. So, um, (laughs) so, so then, uh, what they do is they say, well, you can work it off by spending the night in Willie's wonderland, this old, uh, Chuck E. Cheese style showbiz style, uh, where they have these animatronics that sing about it's your birthday and we want you to have fun, and then you quickly discover that these animatronics, uh, because of an old satanic ritual performed by these serial killers, these animatronics are now possessed by these people and they slaughter whoever gets positioned to try to survive the night. But unfortunately, the person positioned to try to survive the night tonight is Nicolas Cage, and he will have none of that. So it is basically Nicolas Cage. Versus all the animatronics. That's this film. So it's credited as the janitor. The janitor. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's interesting. all. Yeah, no, no real name. Huh. But you know what's interesting is he. I I remember what? reading that Cage had said this in his mind was really like Pale Rider, which is an old Clint Eastwood film. Um, that you know where the the character really had no name. Um, but. Pale Rider meets Killer Clowns from Outer Space. And so that was, so they wanted to kind of invoke this whole Western drifter through town kind of thing. Doesn't necessarily have a name. He's a bit mysterious. He's got a bit of a persona. And, uh, and, and now he's come into ground to all these troubles and, uh, he's a match for them. So, uh huh. They're not locked in there with him. Or he's not locked in there he's, with them. There's they're oh, locked wow, in there no. with him. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. Yeah, thanks for just <laughs> hanging just, a lantern on the. <laughs> I mean, you're I just, screwed it up. <laughs> um, <laughs> Where's that? Bus? You know, 
<laughs> Here, catch. Um, Reed, do you feel like talking about the things that aren't just, you know, so wrong with this movie, but might categorically, if we were characters who spoke and not just sort of looked cool and stretched the bounds of believability on our inability to speak, would call <laughs> ain't right. Sure as hell ain't right. Oh my word! Oh, love it. I love it. Ain't right. Ain't right. It ain't right. You want to go first, or you want me to? We're doing two each. Mm. One each. We can do two, I guess. Let's do two. Um, I'll go. It's your okay. Perusing through a list. I like how you just are like, you want to do this? No, I'll do it. Well, because I said, do you want to do this, and you didn't answer, and instead no. you're just like, I'm sitting. Well, you're because I was scanning my list. I was thinking oh, it takes me. Oh. Time oh, okay. sometimes read. Too. Okay. Would you no, like to go, go first? No. It's your okay. <laughs> wow. Um, okay. So my number one. Um, listen, she started doubting her commitment to Sparkle Motion, and so <laughs> she did. So she. Yes. That was about to be my number one. Yep. 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 Well, you know what? Uh, I think during Midnight Mass, you stole all of mine. So that. How does it feel? <laughs> Oh, wow. No. no. Wow. I thought we were playfully, you know. I thought mm, we were playfully yeah. bantering, but I I dish it back and you're like, oh, that hurt, Reed. And I'm like, well, I know. <laughs> thin skin, Nathan. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Talk about thin skin. Say you it. got old uh, tissue paper skin, Beth Grant. She just like, Willie yeah. takes one swat at her and just like, you remember when we were talking, when we covered Evil Dead and Ash versus Evil Dead about like how our our characters who mean something uh-huh. it's like the the disparity between what the the deadites are able to do to characters who don't mean anything yeah. <laughs> versus what they're able to accomplish with characters who mean something that's the way it felt when willie takes one swipe and like knocks her body in half like literally like her upper torso goes flying and uh-huh. you know when he takes a couple of swipes at Nicolas Cage, he just kind of rips the shirt and scratches oh, yeah. him a little bit. But I kept thinking, like, wow, is he <laughs> literally wearing actual armor <laughs> from the medieval times? <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, like, he wow. is not hurt at all. No, uh, no he duct taped his torso, and that's all it took. That's it. Speaking of, well, she's he duct taped his torso earlier, but but yes. Oh, I, I, oh yeah, I know. yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Beginning to doubt commitment to sparkle motion, the top half of her body's doubting the commitment to the bottom half of his body. <laughs> oh my yeah, gosh. Oh, my, yes. my jaw dropped at that part. I was, was like, what? Oh my gosh, yes. How did he do that? I love oh, that Grant. Nick Cage is going to have a tough time for with Willie. And then you're like, nope. No, no. It's, this is not that much. Not at all. <laughs> he, I mean, he's literally like hammering on him, slashing him and slicing mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. right after just literally. Just one super swipe, you know? <laughs> well, that's know. it. It's like in video games where you have like the one power up and you can use it and then, it's, move. And then yeah. it's expended. So you have to wait until it recharges. That's it. Yeah. He used the special move on the wrong person. He took out Beth yep. Grant and then, you know, it was depleted. And so he had to get a couple of swipes in before the meter gets to the end and he can do another one. And then. Or maybe there's something thematic about those who give others over to Satan are more easily corrupted or destroyed by it. What? <laughs> you just turned an eight right into so right, just like just like that. Just, man, you're just like watch this, watch this head swivel. <laughs> I'm gonna knock the top of your body off the bottom of your body. <laughs> um, it is not the top half of the body, off the bottom half of your body. <laughs> watch this. Um. <laughs> watch this I think, I think the only like you know if I'm honest there's uh, there's very little that's like scary scary which is okay sure, it's not sure, sure, sure. that necessarily kind of movie it's more just kind of wild and uh, what have you um, but when Siren Sarah is harassing mm. Liv in the forest in the woodland realm. Oh, yes. And she's like scurrying backwards and up trees and whatnot. I was like, uh-uh. That ain't mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. That ain't right. I think she's it's the, probably the worst. Yeah. In terms of fear factor, 
I would agree. Like her stalking skills are probably the scariest that the movie gets. Like it can, it's got some creepy images here and there, but in terms of just like actually like the capacity to be scared or jump or something like that, it's probably going to be Siren Sarah like bouncing around stalking Liv. So yeah, she's she's got some gnarly stalking skills. Now it's a I like that. <laughs> like, I don't know, like a D and D character or attributes, um, <laughs> but. Uh, I will say very early once the janitor's in the space and his back is to them and they're swaying a little bit. That mm-hmm. was, that's pretty creepy. That's pretty creepy. Oh yeah. 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 And then um, what's the other one when uh, the chameleon character is kind of trying to lurk in and she's like, Cammy, the chameleon, Cammy, the chameleon. And she's and like, she, she's a tongue and lick that boy's head right off his shoulders. <laughs> what? She just like, cracked his skull or, or yeah, broke his neck. Whatever she did. Something bad. Something bad. Um, I'm one of the good ones. Ugh. And then the other one that I was going to mention is just the post-coital crocodile massacre. That was... That <laughs> crocodile rocking. <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> when, when this crocs are rocking, baby, don't come and knocking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean... Y'all's got to hand it to them. They they sell the hell out of that scene. It's just they like they really just do. keep going back to the two of them rocking out. <laughs> and she's like, but wait. And he's like, no, nah, girl. Yeah. And then she's like, but wait. <laughs> she's like, she's uh-uh. like, he's watching us. And he's like, well, let's give him a show. I'm like, that's the dumbest thing. Like, really? That man, desperate. I mean, it's like, it's like there should have been one more shot. There should have just been one more of her like, but wait. And the croc head is like right by his head staring at him. <laughs> you know, like, hey, you done yet? <laughs> he busts in there like Kanye the crocodile. I'm going to let you finish. But <laughs> I tried to give you some time here. <laughs> like, y'all done yet? I got to get to this. You take it somewhere to be. <laughs> Somebody's birthday. We like all those other teens. <laughs> They're done real quick. Um, Goodness gracious. That's so terrible. (laughs) Night and night. Talk about about that ain't right. Oh, my God. That ain't right. Lord of mercy. Oh, man. So, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Rock out with your crock out. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) (laughs) No. Oh, See you later, alligator. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Oh my goodness. That's about it. That's all I got, man. Thank you. <clears throat> I did it's <sighs> it's more like a so right, but I did find Tito, the tortoise, his dialogue pretty funny at the <laughs> No mas. No mas. <laughs> she's, she's, she keeps it. He's just no mas. my balls. No. <laughs> no, he does. Oh, he yes. says, yes. my balls. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Oh, that man, is funny. Let's terrible. take it out. Let's get out of here. That sure as hell ain't right. <laughs> All right. All, All right. right. <clears throat> so this movie is clearly, I mean, it's just it's just a ton of fun. But you know, when we were talking earlier, you said, you know, and and I think I had a similar experience, maybe about a different thing. But you said that you know it, it offered just this slight little bit of extra cheese. It's like when you when you're ordering the pizza and you say you want something extra. It's like there's a little something extra uh, on this. Although I'm very curious to hear what you what you gleamed from it because uh, yeah. I found a little surprising sort of observation uh, in 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 the film as well, but I'm, I I want you to go first. Well, uh, we're not doing a formal that's so right, but I do want to throw out two scenes I really thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, one has already been mentioned, and I loved him his pinball wizard routine oh, at the end. I wonderful. mean, just that was wonderful. It's just so dumb. It's funny. Uh, <laughs> And so random and so wild for an already random and wild movie. I loved the other note is I just loved when he and Liv are facing down Cammy and his watch <laughs> goes off and he just hands her the knife and walks out. <laughs> and, like, and, and you <laughs> like, can see him struggling. You've seen like, his mm-hmm. capabilities against these things. Yes. And it's like, nope, I'm out. Uh, break um, <laughs> So that was very funny. My question is, Reed, you're a big soda drinker. Do you set your watch by it? Do you? I mean, I practically could. I'm just giving you a hard time. Practically could. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, Power. So we're jumping into the theme pool, huh? If you want. And I mean, like, you know, I don't want to put you on the spot. I mean, I'm kind of trying to defer since you I, stole your, since I okay. stole your number one. So I'm you happy to. You stole nothing. No, no, no. You know, <laughs> I'm happy to lead no. with my. So, you know, every now and then when we watch these movies, you're like, okay, what's going on here? And then you're like, <laughs> nothing. And then you're like, okay, well, <laughs> what can I find that could be going on here? <laughs> sure. The question after um, the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't stop. You can't stop with what's the movie trying to say? Because sometimes there's be like <laughs> nothing. <laughs> um, so uh, the well, I'll, I'll read it how I wrote it, and and it may that may be the sum total of our discussion of it. <laughs> but I said maybe adults in the world, which could include ourselves here <laughs> the last hour contrary <laughs> to that perhaps should talk less and slay demons more mm. Mm. instead of making deals with powers and principalities you know the the movie sets up a very clear dichotomy that the town or this, this incredibly tiny town by the way has yeah, like six people in it or something tra- <laughs> <laughs> you know, has, has made a pact to trade lives to the monsters, Mm -hmm. uh, to kind of reduce their own, um, attrition at the monster's hands. And I don't, I don't know, like the whole, the character doesn't talk thing. I needed to find something thematic about it Mm -hmm. because otherwise it's just too kind of silly to, to buy in. Sure. In, in sure. a natural, naturalistic way. And so, I don't know. I was just kind of fascinated with the idea that he just doesn't bother trying to blather on in the world or engage yeah. the thing or or offer anything other than his own fisticuffs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and ultimately a broke broomstick or whatever that was. Anyway. So mop yeah, handle. That, that was, yeah. That's mop handle. No, hey, Foxy, I, mop handle mama. That's a Pearl Jam song. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that that was really the sum of it is what happened if we talked less and figured out ways to beat down some bitches more. Um, <laughs> you know, and it's funny because I uh, th- this is going to be an attempt to yes and to to connect to kind of what I gleaned from like you mentioned his silence. And not for nothing, um actions do speak louder than words and there's, you know, uh there's something to be said, not necessarily about his his silence in what I'm about to say, but I think it's part and parcel to kind of what you indicated. There was something really fascinating to me this time out. And and I will what I'm about to share, I did not have to work for. I did not have to ask myself, like, what am I supposed to find in this movie? It came to me as I was watching the movie. And when it came to me was actually when he killed the gorilla, which was the second kill. Uh, Gus. The, yeah. Yes, when he killed Gus the gorilla because he had cleaned that entire bathroom already. Bathroom looked pretty pretty spotless, pretty close to done. Um, by the way, I want some of whatever is in that cleaning spray. Like, it takes off paint. It takes off gunk. It takes off everything. <laughs> I'm like, what is this thing? Like, I, I struggle sometimes. But so he cleaned the whole bathroom, and then Gus the gorilla attacks him. And what I, th- it was after the gorilla kill that this struck out to me. And like I said, like it just struck out to me. Is there's something really fascinating about the character simply setting about the night's work? Like that's what he does clean up the place, take your breaks regularly, dispel the monsters, clean the place up again, rinse and repeat. Like, and play and, your video games. Like, yeah, it's just like, what really stuck out to me when when I noted that of just like oh yeah he just cleaned this whole bathroom, then he kills Gus the gorilla, and then he just cleans it up again like and when it really solidified for me is that scene when after the sheriff Beth Grant but before she you know got you know distended yeah. at the at the waistline yeah. um, when she had already sort of like held him at gunpoint handcuffed him. 
given the lowdown on, hey, this is what's going on, okay? Like, we needed them to stop eating our townspeople, so we promised to feed them people so that they would leave us alone, which that's just dreadful and horrific in its own way. But when she delivers that bit of truth of saying, this is what we've been doing, it was even after that that he dispels somebody, I think the siren at that point. I think he took out the, uh, the siren and he took out the chameleon and he kicks open the door, walks out, throws the garbage bags away, locks eyes with the sheriff and waves at her and then just goes right back in to finish his work. And what stood out to me about that is there's no, there's no effort towards glory. There's no effort towards escape. There's no grand gesture. There's no master plan. There's just the steady, boring diligence of surviving the night and doing what you've been set out to do. And something about that really struck me this time around of just, and, and I, I thought about it in this context, although this is not a film that I would at all consider to be very spiritually minded, but I thought about it in this context where Jesus, told, Jesus had told the parable where he said, look, if the master puts you in charge of the vineyard, when he gets back, I'm very, very much paraphrasing because I don't have it pulled up. When he gets back, you want him to find you doing what he set you to do. That's what you want. When the master returns, you want him to find you doing what he set you about to doing. And there was something that really just stood out to me about Cage's sort of unflappable nature with these, oh, these hmm. animatronic, you know, even the first time that he's just like bopping at the ostrich, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? He's like bopping him with the mop handle. And then when the ostrich is like, I'm going to eat the flesh off your face, then he's just like, okay, breaks the mop handle, d- takes care of business, <laughs> just like takes the, takes the ostrich out. And there was something, I don't know, I can't, I can't really put, put appropriate adjective to my feelings about that. There was something so just invigorating a bit to call it inspiring is a bit weird for a movie like this but there was something about just this yeah just keep doing what you're doing monsters ain't gonna win take your breaks when you need them drink (laughs) drink your fuel drink your recharge whatever like take care of yourself take your breaks play your games and set about your work and and don't let the chaos of all of this like deter you from that and there was something really just you know, get through the night. Just just set about doing what you were what you were sent forth to do, and and there was something akin. I don't know if I'm doing a great job of describing it, but there was something akin to that that um, that notion that some people kind of deploy in ways I don't like and find a little slimy, but that I do really love um, the scripture which says, "Why do the nations rage?" Like, and and Rich Mullins had a really great song about that um where he talks about uh he said you know things may look bad things may look grim but all these things will pass except the things that are of him and then it says you know where are the nails that pierced his hands the nails have turned to dust but behold the man and you know this this notion of yeah 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 all these things all this sound all this fury all this bluster all this everything it's going to come for naught you know it's going to come for naught said about what you're doing faithfulness steadiness what we've termed otherwise as like the long obedience. And this is what's really crazy about this film or the context of, of this film is that he's setting about doing what he's doing, even though I, I would imagine he's savvy enough to realize, like, even from the beginning, this is a trap. But you know what? I'm, I'm going to clean the place, and that's a really cool pinball machine, and I'm going to enjoy that pinball machine. And if those monsters give me any trouble... Uh, I'm gonna take them out. <laughs> I'm just gonna. Right. I'm just. Right. I'm just gonna demolish them, and then I'm gonna set about doing the work that I've been asked to do. And I don't know. It's. I don't know something about. Well, they it do say me. cleanliness is to godliness. <laughs> I mean, it was just. I want that kind of zen. I want. I want that kind of zen where I'm just like I'm just gonna do my thing. I'm just gonna do my thing, and and there is something to be said now not to take the metaphor too far there is something to be said about that really silly moment that we mentioned earlier where like he's just like look it's my break time so i'm gonna leave poor live to to deal right. with cammy the chameleon herself you know like there is something to be said about like taking care of others and everything like that but but again just that steady metronome diligence of no i'm gonna i'm gonna do this and the monsters are not gonna deter me when the ostrich first came at him 
he didn't then just go after all of them and like, well, let me just get rid of all of them at one time. He was just like, no, they, when they bother me, I will bother them. <laughs> That's going to be what I'm going to do. And I don't know. I don't know if, if what I'm saying makes sense. But I mean, but, yeah, I dig it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty direct. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Don't overcomplicate it. <laughs> right. Just do your thing and bust some heads. And I mean, like, and and that's the thing is, like, I guess if I had a, you know, if I had a question for it, just to to as to, to kind of tie off, is just like, so how do we, how do we keep clear of letting the the threat and the presence of the monsters distract us from our diligence? Like, how do we stay focused enough so that we keep about what we've been set about to do? And uh, you know, how do how do we keep ourselves? focused like that i have a couple of thoughts but i'm 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 asking you to see like yeah like yeah what do we do well you mind your schedule like old janitor clearly does (laughs) um i don't know i mean i think that i think a lot of it is a practice of presence uh my wife shared a quote from a podcast she was listening to this week that was really striking and it was effectively uh, stop trying to craft a better life and just remember that you're alive at all. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just that, that idea that we can get so mired in, uh, uh accumulation and yeah. clutter and clatter that we forget to just kind of be present. And if mm-hmm. I'm sure it was not intended this way, but if, if old pinball wizard dance sequence at the end is any indication, it's just be present in the task you're doing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Which actually has profound health implications to it. Like just just be present with what you're doing, and uh, and yeah, I do. I I love it. It's going to be hard for me not to think of this film in this same way. Just from that viewing of it, it's just like yeah. There's there's all kinds of and and this is the last thing I'll say is just seeking no glory for it. Seeking no like, yeah, look at what I did for them, you know, like, uh, you know, better, better not come threaten me, like just, you know, not grandstanding, not anything else. And then also seeking no escape, which that can sometimes be challenging to me is also, you know, not look, he can, he kicked the door open, but it was just to put, throw the garbage out and then go right back into it. Right. And, uh, and just like, you know, not worried about escape. Because the morning's going to come. Not worried about glory. Not worried about grandstanding. Just, I've I've been set about a task. And so I'm going to be present. I love the way you put it. I'm going to be present to the task that I've been set about doing. And and I'm going to do that. And I'm not going to let, you know, Satanimatronics get get the better of me. And, uh, and, and I don't know. I... In this moment, I am I am thankful for a silly, fun package to deliver a thought like that to me. I like it. Yeah. I like it. And and you know, now that it's cleaned out, you can go have your birthday there because I know you've been <laughs> hoping for that. It's your birthday, and we want you to have fun. What's that other song that they sing? I forget. There's there's one. It's like a countdown Crocodile song Rock. or something. No, maybe. I don't know. That's not it. Um, okay. So I know we haven't talked an, uh, an hour uh, about this film specifically, or, you know, it's really only been about an hour, but you ready to go to the fog meter or you have more you want to say? I, I'm good. I mm-hmm. think uh, leave him wanting more. That's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm good with it. Let's, um, let's go to the fog meter for Willie's wonderland which was uh directed by kevin lewis written by geo parsons and starring the one and only nicholas cage so what would you give it uh on our fog meter uh, fear and god the way we rank our scares and substance of uh this film what would you give willie's wonderland on the fear measurement um uh, i mean i i think the the animatronic things are well designed and I like the sort of decayed nature of them. Uh, I mean, if you think too deeply about the plot itself, it's pretty friggin' dark. Um, (laughs) you know, there are few to no actual like jump moments. So in the traditional way I might measure this, it's a little off, but, um, I think I just kind of enjoyed it for what it is. So, 
Fear. Um, six? It's so funny. I thought you were building up to that because six feels right for me. Six is mine as well. Um, I feel I like... I almost went seven, but I was like, that just feels slightly too strong. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I think six is right. Um, I got I to gotta give some love to... You mentioned it in passing, but got to give some love to these creature designs. It's they're They're great. They're really, really wonderful because... It would. It's really hard to strike that balance of the thing that is creepy, but it looks like it was intended to be cute. So, and and that's that's a harder balance to strike yeah. than than you think. It's like their design that's, is. Pitch I gotta live with that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's like like yeah, you get the sense from their design, and uh, it, it, not for nothing, this uh, was nominated for a Foggy for best production design. Um, it was the only award it got, but it was nominated for that. Uh, it was the only award it was nominated for. And did it win? Uh, we don't know. Not from this conversation. We don't know. <laughs> um, so, but, uh, but yeah, like, uh, I think in terms of fear, I think even my six is wanting to be generous to the look and the feel and the, the clear craft that went into the production of those animatronics, the Sate animatronics. Um, but no, it's like it's it, where it is sort of creepy or spooky. It is really only that. Um, so yeah, six for me. Listen on the God factor. Here's the thing: I'm gonna be even. I'm gonna be generous even with my metric. Um, I do feel like what I gleamed from it stood out to me. I didn't have to work for it, but I also think, to a large degree, it would be disingenuous of me to think that that was what the filmmakers were trying to do with this so for me for me the god meter is going to be a four um yeah i mean i don't know you you and i are like we try to be so kind in our ratings that (laughs) it sometimes feels like a stronger passing of judgment if it's too far off one way or the other um I, i really don't think the movie itself is after much of anything other than kind of a fun romp you know agreed that that has kind of a high concept to it that that actually i think translates pretty well and works pretty well so um I, i'm gonna say a three okay it's not and a mean it's not a mean three it's just a sure sure fact three. it didn't feel it didn't feel mean so that means that we give willie's wonderland a i'm gonna round up a five out of ten <laughs> So um, it's it's four and some decimals, but I'll round up to five out of ten um, on the fog meter, which does feel right for this film. But would you recommend Willy's Wonderland? Absolutely, it's a lot of fun. I mean, yeah. it's one of these just don't overthink it. Just good old good old horror flicks. Yes, this is one of those that that sort of subcategory of like the midnight movie they're just like oh you know mm-hmm, it's somewhat mm-hmm. brainless it's meant to deliver a lot of fun and thrills and kills and stuff like that and and you are supposed to have fun with a movie like this and this is one of the best of that kind that i've seen like i really think it knows what it is trying to be and it is that very successfully so yes i i, I will say that like you know for the people who like their horror movie fare a bit more like thought provoking or a bit, you know, a bit more, uh, sort of world building, sure. if you will, then yeah, that's not going to, this is not going to be your, your flavor of, of soda particularly. But, uh, for those who are just like, no, I need something fast, fun. I need something that's going to, you know, deliver what it sounds like the premise gives me. Then yes, this is a hearty recommendation for that. Um, so yeah, that puts, uh, our first installment of what are we calling the series? Uncaged. Let's get cagey. Uh, uncaged caged up caged up caged up know. and uncaged those are uncaged uncaged we're uncaged, uncaged. now uncaged i don't know until future notice uncaged <laughs> okay done so that puts our first installment of the nicholas cage fear of god series in the books and uh next week i know you're very excited for this <laughs> for this conversation so next week we are going to be going to the next nicholas cage film um and that is None other than his uh, first romp in the superhero world, Ghost Rider. Next week is Ghost Rider. I don't know from this moment in time 
whether or not to encourage listeners to check it out before they come listen to the episode. Oh, but the, listen, the, yeah. list, the episode's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, yeah. um, yes. So, come. Uh, so, yes. Uh, in fact, let me put that to rest. Check out Ghost Rider and come back and listen to us next week where we will be discussing it in all of its blazing glory. Um, and uh, thank you very, very much, Nathan, for having this conversation about Willie's Wonderland with me. Yeah. Thank you, listeners. Feels for... like it's my birthday. <laughs> and we want you to have fun. Um, thank you, listeners, for sending us on this Nick Cage romp. Uh, and as we say on every episode, the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, but not the end of the conversation. And in that spirit, we encourage you to fear nothing else and be on your way rejoicing. We will see you next week, everybody. See you guys. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, but not the end of the conversation. And you can continue the conversation in a variety of ways. Start by visiting thefearofgodpodcast.com for links to our social media and episode archive, essays, merchandise, and more. If you love what we do, consider becoming a patron by visiting patreon.com slash the fear of God podcast, where you will unlock exclusive bonus episodes, extended standard episodes, online events, and so much more. Special thanks to Jacob Hunt of tracermatula.com for our artwork. Our assortment of talented musicians, Andrew Nelson, the Island family, and Jackson Harper for our varied show tunes. And to Lee Wright and Reed Lackey for our theme music. Special thank you also to Tyler Smith at MoreThanOneLesson.com. Lastly, be sure to subscribe to us on your podcast platform of choice. And if you listen to us through Apple Podcasts, we would greatly appreciate a rating and a review. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Hi, everybody.